Are you ready? They think you can tell us what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear. You think that you're better. Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Brother, brother, brother. Good um, Charlotte Flair is attractive even with green mist in her face. Is she? Yeah. It happened on Monday Night Raw. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Do about tell. A, about attractive women in the WWE, I, let's just say I am very, very happy that that Bailey wears street clothes quite often. I know. Uh, do you follow her? We sound like two perverted old men, but we do. We if do. you if you follow her on Instagram, you have a pretty good view of her. Um, of her. Um, I can't even think of a funny way to say it. Of her, of her assets. That that that, that was ah. corny. That was corny. I could have done better. Desmond, you could have done better with that. <laughs> with that terrible joke. Introduce us, Dante. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Creatures and Pinfalls Podcast. Um, I'm going to apologize for myself and Dante. For the listening audience, our children are out of school uh, for the holidays, of course. My son is, is walking around like a coke addict. Ah. He kind of... Uh, my kids just finished the uh, doing the uh, Michael Jackson experience. Oh wow, that was that was movie night, huh? That was movie night. Yeah, well, we we watched the the live version of The Lion King first. Yeah. Terrible garbage. Um, I I didn't I didn't mind it. Really, mm, you can't be Why? friends. Why? Why? What was so bad about it? It was frame for frame, The Lion King animated, but it was just worse. <laughs> I don't even know how, but it was just. And wait, you, wait. We can't be friends, but you can't justify your argument. No, I can't. I just don't like it. Okay, it was, good job. It was a money. <laughs> it was a money grab. I think it was unnecessary for Disney to remake that movie, and it was a clear so I, money grab. Now I don't remember what I read or when I read it, but I, I I remember reading when Disney changed leadership at the top of that division. Mm-hmm. That the, their vision was to make live action versions of a lot of their classic movies. Un- um, unnecessary. Well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And I don't know, do you you know the first live action they made um was the jungle book. And that was garbage. Well, see, here's what they did with the jungle book, which is why I didn't mind the Lion King. If you've ever watched the cartoon. And then watch a live action movie, you're like, man, this movie's a little bit darker. Well, they actually kind of went more with the novel. Yeah, yeah. But so, and I know, but then like Beauty and the Beast was garbage. Literally, line upon line, precept upon precept, a live action version of the cartoon. Well, my thing is, if you're going to do a live action version and and you're going to remake a classic, make it your own. You know what I'm saying? So change some things. 
but it is their own because it's a Disney movie and this is Disney live action version. No, no. So no, I didn't. I didn't mind at all. Uh, I will say so far, of all of them, I think Beauty and the Beast is my favorite. I'm way, I am personally looking very much forward to the live action version of Mulan. I am which, too. I am too. Which you like? This is supposed to be nothing like the cartoon. Yeah, I'm actually. It, it, well, they can't. They can't make it like the cartoon because the cartoon well, they, was so misogynistic. <laughs> I, well, I mean that was that was, you know, Chinese culture at that point. But I, you know, you know. But I think from the trailer that I saw and some stuff that I read, that they're kind of going with the historical, more accurate historical version of Mulan yeah. and the origin of the word okay. Mulan. Okay, this is, that that, so, that I'm so, interested in. So I'm so yeah I'm I'm curious to see what that looks like. Uh, so I, I showed my kids and we got Disney Plus, so I showed my kids Beauty and the Beast, the original, and I realized how sexist and misogynistic that movie is. Guess do on. not watch. Do, do do not watch Peter Pan. Oh, all of the old Disney movies to be in fact. Man, I'm like I'm like oh my gosh, they, that's, that's I was I because I enjoyed Peter Pan right, so I wouldn't bought the movie. I'm watching. I'm watching this with my kids. I'm like, oh, this is kind of racist. What am I watching here? This is very racist. Um, man, the Lost Boys. Look at so the, let's look, talk about look, professional wrestling look, now. Look at the race. <laughs> look at look at the races of all of the Lost Boys. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, which leads us into great story making. Um, great storylines. I got some out of the ring news. Um, two, and they kind of blend in together. I started watching it, but I didn't get a chance to finish it. Stone Cold, Mark Calloway, a Broken Skull, Sessions. You know, I'm digging it. I'm digging the layout. It's typically, for those who haven't seen it, it's literally Stone Cold's podcast viewer. Okay. It's, it's just his podcast made live on the WWE Network. I was afraid that this would be like a WWE thing, like um, Corey Graves, your buddy, your best buddy. He has a podcast <laughs> called After the Bell, which is, you know, he interviews WWE guys and gals, and it's, it's a WWE thing. Um, Broken Skull Sessions isn't really like that. So I'm interested to see who they have on next. And this leads me into my big piece of Outside of the Ring news. The rumor and innuendo is that it, the next guest will be dun da da CM Punk. That's the rumor. Of course. That's the rumor in the window. Because he, he's back. He's back. He's going to start wrestling again. He's going to wrestle Daniel Bryan. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, uh, apparently, you, making a, you being on backstage means that you're going to wrestle now. He's Absolutely. Gonna, he's going to wrestle Kurt Angle next. He's going he's gonna to be the gobbledygooker for, for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was terrible. Uh, man. Um, that's all of the news <laughs> I had. There's not really much to talk about. Not not that I saw was interesting. Uh, you want okay. to hop into the the content of the day? Yeah. So I, my my number one lead. I did not. I started watching War Games, but I wanted to watch. All, I wanted to like binge the weeklies that I missed mm-hmm. before I watched War Games. But I did see the women's War Games match that opened, and the one thing that I well, the two things that came across, I take that back, three things that came across from that match 
Number one, as I put on the run sheet, uh, Bailey can take a lesson about turning the heel from Dakota Kai. Because Dakota Kai really was, whether it be NXT or her or NXT UK, Dakota Kai was Bailey and Jace. She was as white, meat, bland, baby face, let me smile and skip to the ring as you could be. She was Bailey without the Bailey Bucks. Oh, but that heel turn. Did you say Bailey Butt or Bailey Bucks? Bailey Hugs. Because because I talked about Bailey's butt to open, you think I'm just all on Bailey's booty? Uh, maybe maybe I'm just on it, but whatever. Hey, that may be. But no, me. I said I said she was Bailey without ba- without the Bailey butt. Gotcha, gotcha. That's what Dakota Kai was. With that heel turn. Oh, that's a heel turn. NXT, like, NXT has some of the best character development. You know, I think that's one of the reasons I like watching it. It's just because of the. They know how to tell a story with their characters, which is you know what makes you, really you, know, you know what makes their characters so good. It's a really old school concept that you can't do on Raw SmackDown. Well, you could if if someone actually listened to like a lot of people have heard say this, and like kind of go not have the show seasonally, mm. but actually have your talent rotate seasonally. Oh, wow. that's a good idea. Um. That's a really good idea. But what what makes NXT's characters so good is that you don't see them all the time. That is a good point, Dante. But I'm going to tell you what what made Asuka so good on NXT. Asuka hardly worked weekly television. Like, you really... You didn't see see Asuka until TakeOver. So when she did come, it was special. It was special. Hmm. Same thing with Finn Balor. Finn, Finn would Finn would talk. Um, Finn Finn may do something like on screen during the weekly show, but you would you didn't get you didn't get Finn until Takeover, and then you got the Demon, which because they didn't have Takeovers every month, that made the Demon really unique. So, um, I th- I think you could do that. Um, on WWE TV, but that's really not. That's never been like WWE's formula. Like every I, anybody who tells me John Cena got shoved down their throat was not a kid during the eighties. Well, I think maybe their method is this: they're a publicly traded company now, and you're looking at major networks like the USA, like mm-hmm. now Fox. They money is invested in these characters. And so ratings, right? I don't think NXT has to worry about the ratings, right? Because their success is dependent upon Raw and SmackDown, right? So mm-hmm. you need a Roman Reigns every week. You need a Brock Lesnar every other but week. Do you, do you? I think for the ratings, for uh, I mean, when you look at the, and I, the Nielsen ratings, right? <laughs> Which are so <laughs> not correct. But if you look at the demo, the demo of, of, you know, we're fans. We're adults. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a student today. I did a session, and you know, I, I kind of gave out like an interesting fun fact about me is that I'm a, I'm a huge wrestling um, nerd and fan. And one of the girls was like, "Oh my gosh, I was just at Chicago last night for uh, like for all like I'm a huge wrestling fan." She showed me her book and everything, and I think that speaks to the demographic of, of wrestling mm-hmm. fans. It's hugely, it's kids. And I think yeah. that kids are going to tune in if they know John Cena 
is going to be on every week. Because they know Roman Reigns is going to be on every week, so forth and so but on. So it sucks. I, I agree. But but what you but what you what you would do? Think about it like this. And I'm just going to use Rey Mysterio as an example. Um, he's not. I would not consider him in the same continuum with with Cena. No. Uh, I, I would consider Rey a little bit before, but you can have it set where if, if Cena is your kid centric star, and then he loses, and you write him off TV for eight weeks. Then Rey Mysterio for that eight weeks, then John's gone. Then then the Mysterio takes the kid centric spot. And then you write him off TV. And then you bring John Cena back. Because, because I, I, it doesn't I like it. Because it doesn't really matter who's on the screen. It what what matters is that kids love the person that's on the screen. I got a question. And, and, I, and, here, oh, and ahead, here's the ahead. thing. As my son invades my office. Wait, wait, wait. Before, when you get done, remind me I have, a, I have a thought, but go ahead. Okay, don't forget you have a thought. Okay. Uh, and here's the thing. I don't think it matters what age. Every wrestling fan is looking for, they, they love the star, but they are always looking for the next, the next star. star. Yeah, I agree. Your point. I know, I know you have a whole um, like agenda, and but I have a question. I want, I want to see if we can like maybe make this a five minute conversation real quick. That's fine. Yeah. Who, who do you think are because you mentioned Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. the '80s he ran through WWE, and if we fast mm-hmm. forward to the 2000s, the latter 2000s, John Cena was the main. Colorful kid, baby face. Kofi Kingston mm-hmm. had his run. I mean, I'm even pre New Day, pre Kofi winning the championship. He was like the kid's baby face, right, Mister? Mm-hmm. Who do you think are the top three like kid baby faces? Right like now, WWE, right, right now in the in the product right now. Uh, in no certain order. Um, think Roman Reigns. Okay. AJ Styles. Okay. I need a third. Um, oddly enough, because I've seen some like some screens paint the they the cameras pan around the audience, um, and I've seen like a lot of kids wearing his gear, which is weird because I would never let my child. Bray Wyatt. And I don't know if that's on purpose, but like I was watching Monday Night Raw. And then they were panning around the audience and all these little kids had burn white masks on. That was creepy to me. I kind of want to have another conversation now. I know you have a whole... You spend time doing the agenda, which I so... America, fans of the Preachers and Pinfalls podcast, let me let you know something. Dante spends... Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. He spends two hours putting together a run sheet of what we're going to talk about. But you kind of brought up something that I want to... Do you think that the typical A baby face is dead in today's product? Because I'm looking at guys like Kevin Owens. I'm even looking at guys as Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns' position has changed a little bit. They're still baby faces, but they're not the John Cena. I think the Hulk Hogan, John Cena baby face, that version mm-hmm. died with John Cena. Well, I think, I think it's the reason for that. I, I think when... so. I think specifically when 
SmackDown with Fox and, you know, kind of left Raw on USA. Mm-hmm. And NXT came from the network. And, and, and man, it just kind of reminded me of something. But uh, came from the network. and Belly, then, belly butts. Is and that they, what, and, what and it reminded you of? No, no, no. no. Okay. It actually, no, it actually reminded me of kind of no like the, the way they're pushing a lot of the NXT UK stars. Yeah. Um, but I think when Fox was kind of like, "Hey, we kind of want a bit of an edgier product when you guys come to to Fox on Friday nights," and then USA was kind of like, "Hey, you know what?" If they get an edgier product, we'd like an edgier product too. And I don't think either show is TV fourteen. Mm. Um, I thought Raw was, but it, it's it's gotten a bit edgier. Not that it's kind of harking all the way back to the Attitude Era, but I think that's kind of what's happening. Um, you still do have I'm, the new day is is. 150% kid centric. They've done they've done absolutely nothing to give the new day an edge. They still wear light colors. They're still throwing pancakes. I don't I, just want to come out and say they're still shucking and jiving up and down the ring. I wonder how much sales of pancakes have gone up since they started doing that. Where's <laughs> I, that I, data? <laughs> you know what's so funny? I haven't been to Shop Zone in a while. So I'm like, do they have New Day pancake mix on shops? Oh, uh, that would be super smart, though. I would not it be surprised. I mean, Udios was a real cereal. It was. I saw it in the grocery store. So, um, so, so I think I think you do because you still have the New Day. I would say you still you have two teams, and, and I'm thinking like you you got the New Day, and you got Heaven Machinery. Those are definitely kind of kid friendly. Uh, gimmicks. Viking Raiders, too. If you're a certain kind of kid, yes. Yeah, definitely. They remind me of a cartoon character. Like, I can see oh them as a cartoon. I, man, you want to talk about just, like, we here for the bag. Like, I I saw I saw Hanson and Roe, a.k.a. what are they? Eric and Ivar. Um, I saw them in Japan. I was not in Japan. I'm like, uh, you went to Japan? I will, that's on my bucket list, FYI. I want to go to. I want to. So, so I, I have three wrestling, Japanese wrestling events on my bucket list. Of course, I want to go to Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I want to go to the G1 and I want to go to the Best of the Super Juniors. That, that's on my list. Um, but Daddy I bus. saw them. I'm trying to think who do they wrestle? They wrestle. They wrestle Killian, Killer Elite. They wrestle uh, D. H. Smith and um, Lance Archer. Man, and that's when they were War Machine. They weren't tall, but they they have this thing that like I'm not comparing them to Shawn Michaels as in ring workers, but Shawn Michaels had this thing where he wasn't big, but he wrestled so big you didn't notice him. He was like five foot. And 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 the War Machine, aka the Viking Raiders, have that. But they're caricatures, which I guess you know. If Vince say, "Hey, do this," and I give you like six hundred thousand dollars a year, you be like, "All right, cool." Did you hear the story? Um, Bruce Pritchard, and I, we are so off topic, but I love. It. I don't care. <laughs> I, 
Bruce That's Pritchard awesome. talks about um no, it's not Bruce Pritchard. God, who was it? Was it JR when JR first came to WWE? Vince wanted him to wear the hat. He was like, No, I'm not a cowboy. And in, in Vince's mind, he sees people as characters. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think Bruce was mentioning that and it, it made so much sense. Because when you look they at everybody, you look at everybody and it's like everybody's a character in WWE. Especially yeah. back then. But oh. now you, you don't you don't see it as much now, but back then, oh boy, everybody was a character and I I got it. So with with the Viking Raiders, I can see Vince, that territory, that eighties kind of thinking, you're a character. You're you're the Viking Raiders. even the name, the Viking Raiders. What is that? Vikings don't exist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't that's like a Joel Schumacher Batman movie compared to a Christopher <laughs> Nolan Batman movie. <laughs> Mr. Freeze is literally a man that shoots freezing ice cold from yeah. him. I, 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 and don't get me wrong, I, I get it. Um, they they do very much. I mean, you can see that um, Hansen, the bald one, he's got Mjolnir, Thor's Warhammer tattoo on his hand. Uh, they're, they're very into their Scandinavian slash Viking heritage um, and live that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but Vince said, okay, just do that and, and turn it up to like a million. A million. Yeah. So, but trust me, they're, they're not nearly as violent and stiff as they were in Japan. Nah, agreed. Same as OC. Uh, I hate that name, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Um, all right, well, man. Where, where, do do? where are we going next? Um, I, I actually would like to get your your um your thoughts on the new Intercontinental Championship though, if you've seen I, it. I like it. I like it a lot. I do too. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, now I was a huge fan of the white belt because it was the original, and it looked. I think that with the guys that carry the Intercontinental belt, it's a mm-hmm. little different from the World Championship. Yes. So it, it's a, a, like it's a little the prestige is there. I think you need to be cocky when you have the IC title, and I think about the guys who've had it. Who made it famous? Red Hart, Shawn Michaels, Austin, The Miz, mm. you know, past and current. It needs to be white. And I didn't even know that Cody Rhodes paid out of pocket to make that belt white. Did you know that? You said who paid out of pocket? Cody Rhodes. Because remember, it went white when he got it. And I was doing some reading. He paid out of pocket because they didn't want to do it at first. WWE didn't want to make it white. Back to the original. I know it wasn't because of the cost, but they for whatever reason they didn't want to do it. And Cody volunteered to he said, I'll pay like my own money. Yeah. To make I'm it white. Try, I'm trying to think when was the first white? Was that Ultimate Warrior? I wanna say it was Ultimate Warrior. I I, re, I do remember this. Because I'm old enough to remember this. And I there was a time in my life that I did have an Ultimate Warrior poster in my room. Um my cousin had a picture of Hulk Hogan with the chef's head eating noodles. So. <laughs> um, the Ultimate Warrior had different colored Intercontinental Championships. Wasn't it green at one point? Whatever color he wore, that's the color the belt was. Like if he wore like orange, the Intercontinental title was orange. Yes, it was green when he would, when like that base color was green. It, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So whatever color he wore, that's the color the belt was. Because I remember specifically, if I'm not mistaken, when he beat 
Hogan at WrestleMania six in Toronto, the Intercontinental Championship was yellow. I remember that. I wasn't uh, there, but I remember that. So um I I I was not there. I I got that on VHS back in the day when my parents bought their our first VCR. And that but, thing that thing was like eight hundred pounds. But back to I do like it though. I think I think the Intercontinental belt needs to have a certain look to it. And it does have a certain look. And the one thing you're right about, I like it because it doesn't look like the world title. It shouldn't. It's distinct from the world title. It's just an updated version of a distinct championship belt. Um, So this whole three-way thing, I'm going to be honest. So I, I, I watched the, the women's war games match have not watched Survivor Series yet. It was, um, it was good, but the best the best WWE pay per view in some months. Okay, I'm looking really for, from top to bottom. Oh, this, and, and, you know I'm super critical, but it, it yeah it was pretty good. Oh, this this is this is perfect. It's perfectly what you said. Perfectly feeds my conspiracy. So. This whole this whole thing has been really used to get NXT over as a third branded show. I, I think that the only re- okay, go ahead and finish before I give my input. So, but but there was a there's a space because NXT, although I I never really watched it on the network, I watched it on Hulu. NXT was really the crown jewel of the network. Oh, definitely yes. But now it's mm-hmm. only. But Not I'm, to be confused with 205 Live. <laughs> never to be confused with 205 Live. Which, well, let me go back to my point because that almost made me digress. I'm sorry. We're, we're good uh, for that. We're good for that. But I, but I noticed, like, I was watching the uh, Raw SmackDown that they did from Great Britain and how they incorporated Imperium into. Um, those shows. And man, Walter is fantastic. Um, but I think they're going to try to make NXT UK the crown jewel of the network. That's a good observation, and I will go with that. But now... I, I'll give you my reason why in a minute, but go ahead. You mentioned 205 Live. If they would just... T- they should take 205. It should just be, I don't know, 205 this week or whatever. But it should be taped and they should just give full sale more money or just agree to take on more interns and 205 Live should be at full sale. It should be in the exact same place where they hit the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, because it needs to be in front of a crowd that hasn't sat at the show for like three hours. Great. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, let me let me say that I'm going to interject this real quick and then get back to your point. I think that 205 Live's thing is, I think it's a really good show, but I think they suffer from lack of exposure. Would you agree? I agree. Okay, I, great. I agree. And, I, and what, once I, I think they could, I think they suffer from lack of exposure. And then when I, when I watch it, that crowd is tired. Yeah. Because I, I know for, I think it's, I think it is. It's after SmackDown now. 
But I remember when they first started, man, that show used to come on after Raw. Man, I'm about to sit there and watch these little dudes fly around, and I've been sitting at this place for three and a half, four hours. Remember that's how they used to do SmackDown back in the day? It would be after Raw. Man. I remember, I remember going to a Raw live event. And then we had to sit through like two matches of SmackDown. I'm like, okay, this is garbage. I'm not, I can't. I physically can't. <laughs> um, I remember, um, oh, what was that show? Velocity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before, before SmackDown. Uh, but yeah, man, I, um, so going back to, to so, that, so they used to get NXT over. Um, I tweeted, um, one of my favorite podcast hosts, he has not tweeted me back, um, David Shoemaker, who came up with the idea of the Randy Orton test, like to see mm. if the wrestlers really got to just make him stand next to Randy Orton. Um, and my, my tweet was, if, if guys have to pass the Randy Orton, do women have to pass the Charlotte Flair test? Um, hmm. Hold on, because if so, Rhea Ripley passes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I love your segues, by the way. Good job. I, I, I love Rhea Ripley. I'm going to say now, that. I, I, I caught a glimpse of Rhea because I, cause I, I, was, I was, you know, I binge in NXT in the periphery, so it's like in its own different multiverse for me. Rhea Ripley's a star. She is, oh, my gosh, she is a star. Like she, she, like when 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 she started working for NXT UK, and Tony Storm started working for US NXT UK. Like everybody was on Tony Storm, and then I saw Rhea Ripley, and I'm like, nope, it's her, because she's different, and different always works. She has a different look, a different wrestling style. Oh my gosh! I mean, and it helps that her look. She pulls it off so well. She's gorgeous. She is. But she's emo gorgeous. Yep. Like um, Ruby Riot. Yes. I can't so, wait for her to come back, by the way. And, and Rhea, Rhea's so smart. She's dating her brother. Um, edit that out. Uh, no. I, I, see, I'm, I'm probably not. You shouldn't. Um, it's in there. But she, and, and what, what the one thing that's improved. <clears throat> From when she started in NXT UK to now, she's she's exponentially better on the microphone. And, and as that part of her game keeps growing, man, like, like I, I I make this list, and I gotta be honest, if everybody on this list, man, Rhea Ripley is a mega star just waiting to happen. Like to me, she's like the female Velveteen Dream. She has everything to like blow past everybody whenever they just want to unleash Rhea Ripley because everything about her is like screams great professional wrestler. So, and, and I will say this because I put him on the list and he's my dude. Man, man Adam Cole is just. So, Adam, Adam Cole has had the best seven months <laughs> of his career. And, Not, then, and he's been performing, you know, I, I love, I love Undisputed Era. Um, and, and just a quick caveat, just, I'm going to say this real quick. You don't, you, you don't hear me mention wrestling games too often, but 
I haven't played the new one, but 2K19, I'm a big fan of, I think it's really good. And one of the things I did on there is I made a stable between Triple H and NXT and Undisputed Era specifically. And like they, they got all the belt, all the gold in WWE and, and they helped Triple H win the championship. It's cool to see when like the real product actually does what you did in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's super <laughs> cool because I just saw like this potential. Like they were so great. And Adam Coleman has been on a run. He's unstoppable. He he's unstoppable. Um, he's great. That that match him. I love Pete Dunne. And when you talk about United Kingdom NXT, and the reason why I really believe you with that is because <laughs> Pete Dunne's the hottest thing in the United Kingdom on the NXT circuit. And I see yeah, how they're yeah. how they're building him up. And um, that match with him and Adam Cole, man, was pure magic. There was a spot, Dante. Mm-hmm. This isn't even humanly possible. It shouldn't, because I'm sure if, in real life, this would have killed somebody. Pete Dunne, like, did this flip. Um, it wasn't a sunset flip, but he did some kind of, like, backflip off the ropes. And Adam Cole, like, super kicked him in the face while he was in oh, the middle of the yeah. air. It was, and it was so beautiful. It was you so masterfully what? done. And, and one of the things I like about Adam Cole is um, he's not a big guy. No. But good night, Junior. But seeing him on the main roster, he's bigger than I thought. Which on television, because so the second Ring of Honor show I went to, he was the leader of Bullet Club. And I saw him. He's not very big. Adam Cole, if he's five foot nine, that's generous. Um, his head is huge, though, even in real life. Um, but he's got that thing. Yeah, he's got it. Like Sean and Brett and, yeah. and AJ Stock. He wrestles so big. And so, but he's not a he's not a flippy flippy guy. But man, his timing. And like that spot is is the perfect example. Like his, his timing is just spot on. As close to perfect as a human can be. Because like if if, if I have one nip to pick with Velveteen Dream, and I mean he's young, but it is like sometimes the high spots in his matches seem contrived. Well, you know why? Because he's so large. It, and I forgot who it was I was listening to. It, I don't know if it was Michael, um, from, former Freebird, Mike, 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 Michael Mike. Michael I don't know if it was Michael Hayes or if it was JR, but somebody was talking about Randy. And like when mm-hmm. Randy, remember Randy used to go off the top rope and do that. Yeah. And yeah. Like they were like, you're so big. You don't have to do the right. You don't have yeah. to do the mysterious stuff, right? And, I, and, and it looks like it can look good some of the time, but when it doesn't, it looks forced. Like it looks un- unnatural. And I think that's what it is about Velveteen. He's so large. It's like Taker jumping off of the, the top rope every match. Like do it that's once true. every seven months and make it special, make it magical. Yeah. But, but if it's, you do it every match, it's like it's so big. It doesn't it doesn't have I, the same I effect. I won't disagree with this, but my, my pushback will be I, and this is this is hundred and fifty percent experience because Michael Cole's been I mean, Michael Cole. Adam Cole's been wrestling at least fifteen years. Yes. You watch an Adam Cole match, and 
it's almost like the agent comes and says, guys, here's the finish. Um, you know, Gargano, you're going to win via DQ. And Gargano looks at Adam Cole and says, okay, let's go have a good match. Where Velveteen and let's say Roddy Strong, no, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want to use Roddy Strong. Let's say Velveteen and like, I don't know, Dominic Dijakovic, they get their finish. And Velveteen did, is like, did, well, how did you, say do do, did you say Dominic Mysterio? <laughs> no, I said Dominic Dijakovic. <laughs> uh, he ain't that colorful. Um, another guy I saw in Ring of Honor Live, by the way, when he was Donovan Dijak. And I was like, yeah, he's going to be a star. And the one thing WWE, see, now you got me going on tangents of guys I've seen in Ring of Honor. But no, I watched stay, stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. Okay, back, okay. No, I'm going to divert on this one real quick because you brought up Randy Orton. And it's, it's in the same continuum. Did I bring I thought, up Randy Orton? Yeah, I sure did. Okay. About going off the top row? Yeah, so, so, I bring up Randy Orton in everyday conversation, so I'm sorry. You do. So, but no, so so Dijakovic does a moonsault. I'm like, this guy's like 6'9". What is he doing a moonsault for? And I said, if he ever goes to WWE, someone's going to say, bro, stop doing moonsaults. It just kick the crap out of people. And he's doing it. It works. It's beautiful. Anyway, but so so they get their match, and and he looks at Diamond and says, what do you want to do? They go, okay, so we're going to lock up. And then since I'm the heel, I'm going to get the heat. But then I'm going to shine you up. You get to come back. And then we're going to do this hot spot. It kind of it still seems a little too choreographed. Hmm. And that, that's going to work itself out with experience. Definitely. But, man, Adam Cole's feel and timing in the ring is just, oh, my goodness. And he proved against Seth Rollins and Danny Bryan that you don't really talk too far down the list before you get to Adam Cole as one of the best workers in that company. I agree. I agree. There's a few other names I'll mention. He's super flamboyant. Super flamboyant. Super charismatic. I don't know if flamboyant is the right word. Charismatic, yes. You don't think they're synonyms? No, I don't. uh, Maybe because I have a... I don't want to say a negative connotation. I have a certain perspective when when somebody says flamboyant. Flamboyant... He ain't wearing pink Ric Flair robes, but well, when you say flamboyant, I think of the Ric Flairs. I think of the Shawn wow. Michaels, the Shawn Michaels in the early days with the asses chaps, right? I think that's what I flamboyant. That's with what the I, with I, the I think about. Jeans. I think about Vel- Velveteen Dream, just flamboyant. That's oh, yeah. I think about you know. So, can I talk about one more guy from this three way? Go ahead, man. You kind of so another guy who I've watched for a very long time, Roddy Strong. Oh, yeah. So I remember... The backbreaker Messiah. Yes. Country Strong. I hey, remember... Listen, I, I may, maybe I shouldn't say this, but he white boy strong. He like, he, in the cornfields, yes. I just drink gallons of milk. I'm not <laughs> huge. I'm not huge. But man, hey. I can lift up a tractor. <laughs> so I was, yeah, so I was the, I, so, so, so the white boy strong has a different connotation for me. Okay. Because, because I, w- I went to a predominantly white college in a small uh, town. Okay, okay. Uh, give that back to your mom, Juice. What's what? This is my podcast. Say, say hi. Hi. Okay. Now hey, you're Junior. On, now, you're famous now. Let me go away. Um, so, so I, I went to college in a small town. Um, those of you in the podcast multiverse that don't know, uh, I went to an all-boys college. Um, 
so so drinking and alcohol was something that happened pretty much every weekend. Um, and you know when like little white dudes like get full of Budweiser, man, they just turn into the Incredible Hulk. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, that's like how strong Roddy Strong is. Like his last, his gimmick last name is Perfect. But so I remember actually, I want to say he wrestled AJ Styles when they were both in Ring of Honor. So here's the unique thing about Adam about Roddy Strong that that most people might not know. He's one of like the foundational talents when Ring of Honor first got started. Like him, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Um, who am I missing? AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Roddy Strong, Daniel Bryan, uh, CM Punk, Raven, uh, Matt Taven, that whole crew, right? I, I remember when I first saw him, like, man, this dude can straight wrestle. And then they gave him a microphone, and I said, that's why he'll never go to the WWE. Man, Shawn Michaels then got with that 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 dude. And he can cut a promo. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, his ability to cut a promo in conjunction with his ability to just flat work. I got a question. I'm not going to ask it. Never mind. Finish your point. Oh, you should ask it. Because it's going to make us go on like a tangent for five minutes. But no. So I'm just like, I'm just looking at Ryan Strong like, man, he has just evolved as a talent from like, the first time I like pirated Ring of Honor on YouTube or like spent like $3 for a Ring of Honor DVD at like Disc Replay and watched him and Daniel Bryan wrestle for like 60 minutes. Which is the thing, by the way. It's some somewhere like there's a there's like a 45 minute match with, with Roddy Strong and Daniel Bryan. And it's fantastic. Now I'm done. So what's your question? What do you think is better? Well, if you were a professional wrestler, mm-hmm. I love these kind of, I love these podcasts because we're just kind of shooting stuff. You know what I'm saying? I can see us out back on the porch, sitting back in rocking chairs, just kind of talking. <laughs> if, if you could be a professional wrestler, mm-hmm. you know, and you were building up your skill set, what would you rather have? I know my answer, what I would rather have. I'm going to save mine because I want to hear yours. Would okay. you rather have? Would you rather have maximum in ring ability, or maximum mic skills? And I can't have both. I mean, you can have both, but one needs to supersede, one needs to supersede the other. Like okay. one has to be greater than the other because it's a I'm rarity. Me, it's a rarity to find skills. somebody that has both. Give me mic skills. Why? Because I could be Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah. Okay. I could be Bobby Heenan. Like Bobby. Bobby was able to work in the business almost 50 years, starting off as in-ring talent mm-hmm. and got to a certain level, but he could talk. So then Bobby Heenan became the greatest manager of all time. Yeah. Okay. And then when he kind of didn't want to be on the road and got older, he became one of the greatest color guys of all time. Like there, there's an argument to be made that Bobby Heenan is the greatest wrestling talent of all time. Because when you look at what he did in the business, mm. he's one of the all-time greats in every single aspect. I'm gonna throw like, one. At, oh, okay, okay, okay. So, okay. so even, so, even, yeah. even in ring, even in ring, like in the '60s and '70s, yeah, he was he was one of the best in his era. 
Okay. He, as Bruce Pitcher said, he's a hell of a hand. But he really broke through as a star as a manager. Okay. And, and, and Bobby, Bobby was one of the first managers I remember that, like, was bigger than his talent. Dante, I'm going to say this real quick. Okay. I, I know we're at 43 minutes. I really don't mind if we go like an hour and 30 tonight. I'm enjoying, the, I'm enjoying the conversation. I just want you to know that. I want you to know that. I'm enjoying the conversation. Well, go ahead. Okay, so 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 answer your own question. And now I'm curious. I, I would I would want to have the best mic skills and subpar in ring skills because I would just get a manager or I would get a I would get a, a stable. You know, like I believe the most entertaining wrestlers, people don't pay attention to in ring skills as much as they do mic skills. That's true. I mean, you think about some of the greatest mouths, The Rock, Chris Jericho. Now, all of these guys have great in-ring ability, but I think they're remembered for their mic skills. The Miz, Absolutely. you know, Flair, come up, you come up with catchphrases, and these are the things that you are memorialized for, idolized for. Ric Flair, you know, Jeff Lyon, Kiss Stealing, Willing and Dealing, Alligator shoe wearing, Son of a Gun, right? You remember that. Hey. I still I still remember and it still makes me chuckle every time I think about it. When he was when he was on uh, on on NWA Saturday night, I think I, I might have been six. And he's he's face to face with Magnum TA, right? And he's in this like thousand dollar plus suit. FYI has something else on my bucket list. I want to go to Michaels of Kansas City, because that's where Ric Flair got his suits from. Oh, they still um, anyway, so he takes off his shoe. Yeah. And he looks that. at Magnum TA and he says, My shoe, not my yeah. shoe. My shoe costs yeah. more than your house. Mike Skills. Uh, so hey. Whenever so, whenever yeah. Austin enters a room into in, anywhere, you're gonna hear, What? Mm-hmm. What? You know what I'm saying? So I would and again, there have been some great in-ring wrestlers, Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit. I feel like he's Voldemort, like the name we can't speak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Eddie, but, Eddie Guerrero. But you know, but see, it's so it's so funny you say that because Eddie could talk. He could. He could. He was great, man. All, all that Latino heat stuff, especially stuff he did with China, man, that is gold. But that was at the at the latter part of his career, in the last well, five think- years. Well, that's 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 because in WCW they didn't let him talk. Yeah, he was he was no more. I, I think if, 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 if people have you in a certain vein, if they Absolutely. look at you as a worker, you're going to be a worker, and you can't vary it. You can't you can't deviate from that, right? Hey, you know who else they didn't let talk in WCW? Who? Steve Who's Austin. Your... Oh. Oh no, man! A lot of stuff Jericho did, like the like like what Matt Riddle's doing to. Goldberg on social yeah. media. Yeah, Jericho was doing that to Goldberg every every Monday night. He he had a list of Jericho even on WCW. Yes, he did. Because he was the man of a thousand and one. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. So, but so back, I, which, which proves my point. I would yeah. rather be the mouth, and then in the ring Absolutely. ability, kind of subpar, and you can you can put buffers around that. You know, like they but put see, buffers around people all the time. But you mentioned a perfect guy. So, Mr. Perfect? The Miz. You mentioned the Miz. Yeah. You mentioned the Miz. Definitely. He's good in the ring. 
the Miz has an ability to work with anyone, but he's also a guy that he he's the guy that tells the story that makes you interested in the match. Definitely. And so, because like, because like, because when you ask the question, I'm like, okay, so I'm like, my brain started eliminating the first guy that my brain eliminated was Randy Savage, because Randy Savage was a total package. He could work. He, he could talk. Did. But you know, oh man, so oh, again, I love these conversations. So think so, about the 80s and the early 90s with guys like that. I mean, I think mm-hmm. of Randy. Randy, and again, these were characters, but mm-hmm. and when you look at Randy's stuff, he was like outer space kind of, yeah, we're <laughs> going to go on the UFOs and the his brother. Like, it was, it was so out there, but it sounded so good, though, right? <laughs> you know? Like, it was, it was ridiculous, but it, was, it just sounded so when, good. And man, I'm telling you, man, I, I'll tell anybody this day, man, the mega powers that hold story holds up. That's my one of my favorite storylines from WWE. That, that that might be like on a on a one year continuum. That may be next to WrestleMania three. That may be those in my opinion, Andre and Hogan and Hogan and Macho, the Mega Powers, those to me close third with Rock and Stone Cold. Those are the two best stories that WWE has ever told. Uh, I, so, would, I, would, I would put two more in there, but I'll the, let you finish. The only... So, I, so I, right behind those three, I would, I would definitely have to throw in the Daniel Bryan story. Uh, that was not the and, one I was thinking of, but okay. I, I, and I would throw in, I throw in the Daniel Bryan story because there was a very large element of reality in that story. Definitely, definitely. Um. So, but man, I, yeah. Real, 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 real quick, I would definitely put in Sean and Brett. Um, like that goes without saying. Even going back to the sixty-minute Iron Man match, then the Montreal, I don't put in Sean, I don't put in Sean and Brett for one reason. Why? There is there's so much of that story that what never got told. But yeah, I, I think that speaks to to the heart of it though. Like it was real. Like that was real. No, like, I mean like I mean like so so the, the Iron Man match was WrestleMania ten. That was eighty not, not eighty ninety ninety four ninety four ninety five somewhere in there. Like not soon after that. Brett got hurt. Um, well, actually, after that Iron Man match, they kind of separated Brett and Sean yeah, for a little bit. For a little bit. And, and then Brett got hurt. And then they came back to it after the double turn at 13. And then it was the New Heart Foundation and DX. But there's so much in that continuum that didn't get told because Brett went to WCW. Okay, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Fool on me. Shame on me. No, no, I think it's I think it's a it's it's a great it was a great story, but it just wasn't it's it's like the book of Jonah. It's not complete. I think about and the reason I brought it up is because I think about I forgot the documentary I was watching, man, and it showed it chronicled that whole thing and it, it showed like after the match, Brett's wife going up to Sean and Triple H saying mm-hmm. Did you know about this? Triple H is like, nah, I didn't know a thing about it. I didn't know. 
I didn't know. And like that, I I just I remember that that that's the image that sticks out to me. In the whole, not Brett spitting in Vince's face, not not Sean having Brett in the sharpshooter. It's Bret Hart's wife screaming at Triple H in the back while Sean's in the locker room getting ready. Owen Hart, you got um, Nine Hart, you got all these guys in, 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 like in the hallway, and she's in Triple H's face. Did you know? No, I, I didn't know a thing. Then, she, then Sean comes out. Sean, did you know? No, I didn't know. Like that, that sticks to me, and I, I would <laughs> never forget that. I would never forget that as long as I live. Like that's what sticks out to me about that story. I mean, that, that's the reason why I put it up there. It's just that that was real. <laughs> you know, that was, okay. that was real. So, so can, can, can we kind of take that? Because now let's just put an idea in my head. Okay. Shoot the shot. If, if that never happens. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I like where and, this and, is going. And, and, <laughs> and in, the words of, in the words of Vince McMahon, Brett doesn't screw Brett. And they decide to do, they decide, okay, Brett, let's do it your way. We'll, we'll have you um, go over and then, you know, Monday night, you come back and you put Sean over on Raw. Because that, 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 that was out of Brett's mouth. Brett was like, I, I didn't want to lose in my hometown. Although it's Montreal and he's from Calgary. But anyway. Canada. Um, Canada is one big town. Exactly. It is. Drake, it's, it's, the Raptors, Brett. Yeah. All from Canada. Ryan Reynolds. Except 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 Chris Jericho. He's from Winnipeg. Winnipeg is not Canada. It is, but it's not in the big it's not in the town of Canada. Oh, it's like Miller and Gary, huh? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, but he said he said he said I would come I was gonna I was willing to come the next night and put them over. But let's say they do that. And then Brett goes to Vince and says, you know what, Vince, okay, so you can't afford to pay me now. But let's shake hands that you'll pay me on the back end what you owe me. Yeah, yeah. And Brett never leaves WWE. Would there have been a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh, And this is the great thing about I, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. I agree. But Tell me it, why you're no, though. But okay, so if if there's never, uh, if Brett never leaves, Brett stays on the track and he becomes the man in WWE. Shawn Michaels, because I, I think that to every yin there's a yang. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels becomes the antagonist, um, or the protagonist, whatever. I think that. Mm-hmm. Your two top guys, what you would later see in in Triple H and Rock or Rock and Stone Cold, what you later see in them, you would have had in Brett and Shawn Michaels for years to come. Shawn, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels would have never lost his smile. Therefore, Shawn Michaels would have never gone on to have a feud with Taker, which would lead ultimately to Shawn injuring his back, taking time out. I think that none of that would have ever happened. That's what I think. And I think I, I, I and I don't think that it changes the trajectory of how great I think honestly, I think WWE would have been, in my eyes, greater as it relates to story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think so. Like there's more depth there. Wow. I think I think okay. it would have been because I think we got some good now, please do not get me wrong. I don't think and oh this is 
again, I freaking love this podcast right now. I don't think that <laughs> after Brett, I think we got great story. I think I think we got great characters, but not great stories. I think that with Brett and Sean, if that would have continued, I think you would have got a hell of a lot of great stories and oh, yeah. maybe not the best of characters. But what you saw was great characters being formed. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin mm-hmm. 3, you know, you read your prayers. Uh, you say your prayers, read your Psalms. Austin 316 says, I just whooped your dot, dot, dot. Great character. Get that piece of trash out my ring. Right? Jabroni, uh, eyebrow raising, pie eating, jabroni beating. Great character. Even I am the game, cerebral assassin. Great character. Kane, great character. But one thing that was lacking in that era, man, post Brett, were great stories. And you can you can argue and say that during the reign of Brett, Yokozuna, a lot of these guys, the mega powers, yeah. maybe the characters were over the top. The stories were pretty solid, though. Yeah. So I agree. There would not have been a Stone Cold. But my 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 agreement is for a much simpler reason. Yeah, because I, I kind of I, I don't understand. You did. You did. No, and I agree with everything you said. I made some good points. Um, I made some good points. <laughs> the reason there would not have been a Stone Cold Steve Austin because of all that happens, there's never a Mr. McMahon. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I agree. I agree. And without Mr. McMahon, there's no Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Because because right. Steve Austin had a lot of great opponents, but the Steve Austin character, the foundation of that character is was built on him fighting the establishment. Yeah. And there's never an establishment to fight if there's not a Mr. McMahon. Agreed. Uh, wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. I, can't. I think that, but I, but I, I do, I still think you would have gotten the attitude error. Because I, think, the, I don't think it would have been to the effect that we got it. I disagree. And here's why. Yeah, okay. Because the foundation of the Brett Sean tension was this idea very similar to, I'm, I'm going to give you a little history lesson. Is very similar to um, the reason Bruno San Martino fell out with WWE. And in between that, superstar Billy Graham beating Bob Backlund in like 30 seconds at Madison Square Garden. And that was that the business was changing. And and Brett was 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 very white meat, kid centered, yeah. in the vein of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, what he wasn't say your prayers, eat your vitamins, but he was, you know, I'm a role model, and I'm gonna I give kids my sunglasses, and I'm a hero because I I'm a clean liver, and he reminded, look at my he reminded you know, me of Kurt Angle when he first got into the uh, WWE. Um, but a baby, remember the three uh, a baby face. Remember the three yeah, eyes. Because people baby. hated Kurt Angle. Yeah, he was super like clean. Yeah. So, but but the business, but the business was changing, and Shawn Michaels represented what was different. Well, so I still, so I still think you get the attitude era because the attitude, the, the the factors surrounding the attitude era was that WCW was going more reality based. Okay, and that. If Vince didn't make that switch, 
then WCW would not have been able to compete. WWE was not going to compete with WCW. But I don't. But I don't think you get Steve Austin. And maybe you are right because I think Steve Austin is the face of the Attitude Era. And maybe without him, the Attitude Era isn't as great in WWE. No. But I don't think you get. But I don't think you get. I don't think you get Stone Cold because you don't get Mr. McMahon. I agree, I, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I would. I would counter your argument and say that you know you you would hear the great Bruce Pritchard, who we praise a lot on the show, and and <laughs> and Conroy. I don't want him to feel left out. We praise you too. Great, great navigator of the conversations. They will tell you that the beginning, and I, and I had to think about this, and I agree that the beginning of the Attitude Era was post-breakdown of Shawn Michaels and him going to the ring off script in those high-rise shorts with a banana, mm-hmm. with a banana in the shorts. <laughs> I don't think you would have gotten that because we got to remember the Attitude Era. I think that not you, you and I remember the attitude there for what it was. Mm-hmm. But I think some kids coming up, even, even people my age, because I'm a student of, of professional wrestling, I think that general fans think the attitude era was just stunners and rock bottoms. But the attitude era was bras and panty matches. Um, it was D-Generation X flipping the finger to people. It was Shawn Michaels doing ridiculous and outlandish things. It was Val Venus having sex on live TV in a bed in the middle of a ring, because Val Venus was a porn star. He would come out to the ring. And yes, Val was a porn star. He was a porn star. It was Mark Henry making love to a hand. It was Triple H making love to a corpse. No, 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 wait, no, wait, 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 wait. You got a couple facts wrong. It's Mark Henry having sex with Mae Young, who gave birth to a hand. Okay, thank you so much. I totally and it was, and it was, and it was, it was Kane having sex with a corpse. Okay, I thought that was Cam. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And 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 big and big boss man feeding Al Snow his own dog. And you know, and 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 big show riding a casket, riding yes. his father's casket through the graveyard. Yes. I agree. Those were the. I don't think you would have gotten that with Bret Hart still being in the WWE. I just don't because I think that Shawn Michaels started kicked it off. And yeah, got, and, and you would not have needed it. True facts. Thanks. Because because here's the thing, you you would you would have gotten you would have still gotten the Brett turn, because the Sean turn and the Brett turn were both very organic. In that Sean was a heel, he was he was with Sherry, and people were starting to like Shawn Michaels. Women love Shawn Michaels because women thought he was attractive. I'm sorry. And 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 guys started to like Shawn because it doesn't matter, heel or babyface, if you can work, the male wrestling fans, you're gonna get their respect. That's why you can't that's why nobody boos Kevin Owens. No. Um, well, speaking so, of Kevin Owens, can we segue? Segue. Let me quarterback this thing. So I know we didn't touch on Raw too much. Have you seen Raw? I did not watch Raw this Monday. I'm, I want to. I want to talk about this, and we can talk about it without really talking about Raw. Raw was excellent, by the way. I okay. will give it an A. So when you get a chance, my friend, go back and watch it, top to bottom, great. Seth Rollins made a heel turn. So um, I heard the baby face in this is Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> the natural way that Seth, the fans were booing Seth anyway, and it's almost mm-hmm. like WWE. Finally, listen to the audience, right? 
and they just made him a heel. He start Monday Night Raw starts off with Seth. I'm assuming because he was a captain of of, of Raw as the Robert series. He has his town hall meeting. Everybody, he 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 rags on my guy Randy Orton. Hey, you were the weak weak link. You know, all WWE, male and female, are surrounding the ring. Seth is in the middle, and this is how you know he's a heel. Heels dress up. He was in a blazer and some slacks and dress shoes. That's and his hair was slicked back in a ponytail. Oh boy, that's how you know he was a heel. He didn't bring. He, did he bring back the blonde streak? No, he didn't. It's, it's still black. He go. He talks about Randy, Charlotte, Ray. Hey Ray, I beat Brock Lesnar twice. You couldn't beat him with the steel pipe. And your stupid son. You guys couldn't get the job done. Rags on, <laughs> rags on Charlotte. You don't deserve the flair name. Randy, you were the weak leak, and I was on your team. He, it, 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 it clicks. And you said this before, and I think I've said it. Seth is better as a heel. And he fits so well. And I, I want you to just to kind of talk about how when you can easily make a transition from face to heel and how like that seamless transition is natural. Like he's more enjoyable. And they were they were booing him anyway. It just made yeah. sense to, okay, let's make him a heel. If you if you've if you've ever if you've ever seen um an interview with, with Seth Rollins, like what's that show Rob Rob Renee Young did yeah. on the network? That's Unfiltered. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was, and we, she would like it was, it was like a twenty minute show, and like his voice is just so like Heelish. I want to punch you in the face. Yeah. His persona, because Seth Rollins, the like the foundation of who he is. He's better than you. Exactly. Post shield and and hey. His 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 fiance are they married yet? No, I don't, no, 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 I don't believe so. Okay, but Becky's not Miss Elizabeth. No. And, and what do you mean in, in looks he, or as far as she's a wrestler? As far as her persona, yeah, she's not. She's not like like which which always used to kill me because like Macho could be a heel, but people still cheered Miss Elizabeth. But Becky. Also, heelish tendencies. You're 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 the champ. Who's with the champ? And you think you're better than everyone, and your wife wants to beat up everyone. That ain't that ain't babyface. That's good storytelling, right there, man. Yeah, there's 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 ooh, nothing ooh. about that. Let, let me tell you this too. So at the end of all, uh, authors of pain, authors of pain come out to Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins have a match. Authors of pain come out. They look at both Seth and Kevin, demolish Kevin Owens. Look at Seth. They get out the ring. Seth delivers two curb stomps. So, which really leans into the thought that he's becoming wait because I'm about to cut you off. What his finish? Yeah. What's a more heelish finish? Then putting your boot to someone's neck and smashing it into the mat. Well, technically their head, if, if you think about a curb stomp. Whatever. Same he, point. He does do the neck to protect them, but that is a heel finish. I like, like, like as great as he is in the ring, his finish, like is it it is a visually like dang, he punked him. Like it's a demoralizing finish. Yeah. 
It's almost There's like not a baby finish. it's almost like the Randy Orton punt. Yes. Yes, it is. So, so is Randy a, a baby face? Randy's a heel. Uh, him and him, so there was some unnecessary four way, fatal four way for the Universal Title. <laughs> and I say unnecessary because Randy has not been vying for that title. Drew McIntyre has not been vying for that title. But all of a sudden, there was a qualifying number one contender match between Ray, Drew, Randy, and Ricochet. Which I'm not mad at. It was a great match. Probably one of the better matches Raw has ever put Raw has put on in this year. Um, and the, the quick quick synopsis of it: uh, Ray wins because mm-hmm. of interference from the OC, I believe. Um, they they help some they help somebody eliminate Randy, so Ray wins, and they get the OC back. Randy comes and interferes in the match, which sets up a feud between him and AJ Styles. He causes AJ Styles to lose a match. Ray's or um um. You are let's just say American, whatever champion, U.S. US champion. U.S. champion. Okay, so, so no, Randy, asked, Randy's I'll, still heel. Okay, but he's a good I heel. That, I asked that because the episode of Raw that I watched, I'm trying to think, was it the Go Home before Survivor Series? Um, he tagged with Ricochet and Ali. Yeah, they, that's, but, WWE doesn't know what they're doing half the time. That's what that is. I'm like, well, I'm, huh? I, oh, I thought he was a bad guy. I'm like, Becky Lynch is giving, not Becky Lynch, but Sasha Banks is giving inspirational speeches. I'm like, I thought she was bad. Yeah. WWE gets confused sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Look, I, look I, I, I get it. I've been watching professional wrestling since the 1980s when it was all kayfabe, and we used to guess, no, they really don't like each other in real life. And and but you still need heels and baby faces. That I, I I don't care what anyone says. Like I tell people, it, people have always chosen. I grew up. I grew up loving the Horsemen, and I'm talking. And my favorite iteration of the Horsemen is Flair Anderson, um, Blanchard. Uh, yeah, Barry Windham and Telly Blanchard. Uh, and, and they were heels. They beat people up. Flair always had the World Heavyweight Championship because the horsemen always saved him. That's what that's heels it. do. And because that's what heels do. But which, 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 go ahead. Which, which is why Bailey ripping off the Bailey buddies with the axe with the razor blade and cutting her head on make her a heel. Walking with Sasha Banks doesn't make her a heel. You know what makes you a heel? Taking your best friend and your tag team partner and smashing her head in the cage like Dakota Kai did. Oh, there's no question about what Dakota Kai is right now. She's a bad person. Yeah. Because Tegan Knox was her best friend. They're both from New Zealand. They came up together. They trained together. They came to the performance center together. They were supposed to be the great uh, tag team and Dakota Kai beat the brakes off that girl in that cage. That's a heel turn. I think that Bailey, what it lacks, I think that the biggest deterrent to Bailey's heel turn is Sasha Banks. I don't think Bailey's a heel. 
I think that if you remove Sasha, now I, again, you know Dante how much I love me some Sasha Banks. Not just because I think she's beautiful, but she's a great in ring performer. I love her character, Mercedes. I love her. Um, but I think that she is the best and worst thing to happen to Bailey. Like they need to end that. I I don't want them to because I enjoy them together. But I think that it's hindering Bailey's believability as a heel, like you said. And I, you you know I'll be honest with you. My conflict with it is I know what they were on NXT. Yeah. They were never friends on NXT. Yeah. I I, I know I know that like the shoot story. Uh, all four of them, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey, came together to the PC and how they work with um oh what's my girl's name? Sarah Del Rey, aka Cesaro's wife. And you know, Fit Finley was down there and you know, Triple H sees them and said, Okay, you know, we're gonna do something different here at NXT. You got you, you ladies. You want to work? I'm gonna give you a form. I'm gonna give you a chance to work. I get it, and I know that's the real story. But the kayfabe, the kayfabe is Bailey could never beat Sasha, and the reason Bailey came last, and she was in NXT for maybe two years before she came up. And the reason she came last was because of the four, she was the fourth. There's something. And, then, and I remember when she was still in NXT and Sasha needed a tag team partner. I want to say it was a SummerSlam. And um, they brought Becky. And I'm like, I mean, they brought Bailey. I'm like, they brought Bailey, but they don't like each other. Oh, speaking about that, I have a kayfabe question for you. Sure. Since, since we just talked. I love it. Let's, so I'm watching. Think, I'm watching I, this. Listen, I think we should do every podcast like this. <laughs> so 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 I'm 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 watching the Raw SmackDown NXT whole rivalry. Isn't it like a kayfabe betrayal if former NXT guys like Okay, so I can see Seth. Kevin Owens, you're talking about Kevin no, Owens. No, I can I can see I can see like Seth and KO because they're kind of not in this iteration of um, NXT, but like heavy machinery. Like you go and you attack NXT guys, but like you were just in NXT. Yeah. Isn't that like a betrayal in a lot of ways? Well, street, like street profits. Yeah, uh, like it doesn't make sense. That's kind of turncoats. Because WWE, like, WWE gets confused sometimes. They forget storylines. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, shouldn't you be double agents? Right. That would make all of the sense in the world because some of yeah. their friends are still there in NXT. But they, yeah, but then I, hey, Montez Ford's wife is still in NXT. Because Montez did good. He married uh, Bianca Belair. I didn't know that. I'm like, good on you, bro. It's, it's, all, it's all confusing. What was your question? It is. Um, I'm like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm like, should they should they feel betrayed? Like, oh, we well, we just worked like NXT Takeover Toronto. Why would you hit me? Well, what, what's even more uh, confusing is that Kevin Owens came to save them, and then on Survivor Series he's on Raw's team. Like, dude, you were just helping us. Like, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, like, wrestling makes no sense sometimes, and you oftentimes forget it's not real. <laughs> 
You look at these that, stories, that it's like it's the soap opera or something like that. Like, how do you get this fake stuff so wrong? <laughs> okay, so I, I I do want to. Um, this conversation has been fantastic. Yes, you just like you just like set my my wrestling mark brain on fire tonight. Awesome. Um, I like that. I do want I, I do want to talk about AEW. Okay, that's fine. I don't I don't want to kind of sound like the the, the a hole who just wants to like dump on AEW because there's a demographic out there that does that. But I also don't want to be like. The I, I'm I'm not the but can we just all you know get along or AEW is better because WWE sucks. First of all, it's it's not a real competition because both SmackDown, NXT, AEW you can watch replays up to Wazoo. Now back in the but day with WCW and Raw, you couldn't do that. You can do it now. You can do it like now. um um SmackDown comes on. I want to say like an eleven on FS1, um, and then I think they're going to start airing replays and on like Saturday mornings on FS1 after college football season. And AEW comes on like back to back on TNT on Wednesdays. You don't you don't have to miss, and, and then NXT comes on USA, but also comes on Hulu. What's the ratings wars? Who gets the most ratings that night? Right now, NXT NXT's winning. I, I think I think they've won the last couple of weeks. But once again, which doesn't ratings don't matter because it's, it's just like whatever the worst movie you ever saw with a superstar actor. Um, let's say Troy, for instance. Rapid. Brad Pitt cashed that $10 million check, but that movie hit theaters. That movie was terrible. It was awful. You know, I mean, Vince Caston cashed that USA check and that Fox check before the first episode. You know, Tony Khan cashed that TNT check, uh, you know, before the first episode. So, so, So they got the TV money already. Um, I just so and I, I wrote on the run sheet. I feel like at this point now, it, it's it's really time for AEW to start telling some stories. Like you can only you, you can't go that much longer with just and, and let's just be honest. These are indie fan dream matches. Yeah, like like private party versus like let no what was it uh. It, no, full full gear was uh, Santana and Ortiz versus the Young Bucks. Like, yeah, that's a dream match. If you're an indie, if you're an indie fan, if you're an indie wrestling fan. That's a dream match. Private Party and SCU is a dream match. If you're an indie, fan. um, you know, um, I haven't watched it this week. I didn't either. Well, well I haven't watched last week's, but I think last week, um. Like John Moxley and Darby Allen are the main. Yeah, they are. And I'm like, okay, great. But see, same thing. So it's like, at some point, you're gonna have to start figuring out how you want to tell stories, because one thing that we know, we know they're all great wrestlers. Like, I, I'm not a huge fan of Hangman Page's presentation in AEW, 
I'm, I prefer heel Bullet Club Hangman Page, but he's still great ring. Uh, they did one thing right. They made they they made MJF a heel. MJF is not a baby face, and MJF can be like the heel in the company. And, and long and long term, he's young. He's in, I, I don't think he's thirty yet. But like long term, MJF's a guy who you can give the belt to, very similar to Chris Jericho, and he can get baby faces over and still be champion. I think he he has potential to be that good. Riddle me this. Yeah. Do you, I think the greatest heel that AEW can produce right now is Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes? Do you agree? I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Like they. I mean, I, I thought about this while I was watching the show. It's all elite wrestling. The name of the company comes from the elite. And the elite are the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody Rhodes. Ken, there, there's, a, there's a universe where Kenny Omega is a better heel than he is a baby. Oh, definitely. Um, but and and I and I said it I said it earlier. I, I know it's formulaic, and I know it's obvious. But you know what? Formulaic and obvious work sometimes. It would have been it would have been completely obvious to make um, Cody Rhodes the champion right off the bat and have him kick the belt for a year. And say, well, hell, I formed the company. It's my playground. I can do what I want. I would have rather seen that. I would've, I would've, I would've, I would like to see that. He would have got so much heat. You could have you could have put you could have put the tag team belts on the young bucks and did the same thing. You could have did like Kenny Omega, like what Sabu and Taz did back in the day. Just give his own belt. It's not real. <laughs> so back Sad. in the ECW days. Uh, Taz had the FTW championship to F the world title. Yeah, I remember. And, and, yeah, I mean, look. And, and have them guys run rushed out over everybody and build your baby faces. Because you, ha- you have talent that are, some, that are really good baby faces. But they, you know, they they think, oh, why, why is Lucha House Party beating up Seth Rollins? Oh, because they're on SmackDown. Okay. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, this is the this is the go home raw before Survivor Series. This is this is SmackDown invading Raw, or helping their better compadre, Latin co- luchador compadre Andrade, beat up Seth Rollins. I love Andrade. I do too. Hey, so it's, we have talked. It, it's two dudes in professional wrestling. They got like Mo Game the Xbox One. One is Andrade. Because he, he's with Charlotte, Charlotte. Fr- he's with Charlotte Flair. Number two, Alistair Black. Well, he's married to Zelina uh, Vega. Uh, yeah, and she yeah, don't yeah, be playing yeah. on Instagram, dude. I I ain't gonna front. I ain't gonna front. She took one picture with his name. I I reply and say, girl, I'm trying to be nice. Why are you doing this to me? Uh-huh. Like you ain't even playing fair. You're not playing fair. You're not playing at fair at all. So I want to say I want to say one last thing about AEW because we're getting close to this 90 minute mark. They need to stop 
they need to stop introducing guys like all of a sudden, like they're a big deal and everybody should know they're a big deal. I don't care what anybody say. They people say whatever they want about this. When they tease this big time athlete coming to AEW, and it was and it was Jack Swagger, that was that was a dud. Yeah, well, because let's just be honest, it's Jack Swagger. And yeah, Chris did a, a nice creative thing with his promo. Um. With with you know you know they were chanting we the people and they talk about where's well, you know that 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 was horrible create that was a dead character from horrible creative, but Chris let's just be honest about something that's the one thing that got him over in WWE. We the exactly. people. So because because I was watching and and I hear I hear uh, Excalibur who's getting so much better um, on commentary talking about it's Wardlow I'm like because Wardlow. And why would I call myself that if I'm a tough guy? That's that sounds like somebody grandmama name. What Granny Wardlow? In the kitchen making Daddy making Warfucks. greens. Daddy yeah. So, but I'm like, you take a guy like that, and you give them a meaningful space, and then you build the character around that meaningful space. I'll give you a perfect example. I don't know if I shared with you how I started watching NXT. But I started watching NXT when Rusev, his debut in w- on the main roster was in the Royal Rumble. He was he's this big, thick guy with no boots, just beating the crap out of people. And I was like, oh, it's it's Alexander Rusev from NXT. I'm like, oh, I need to start watching NXT. But they gave him that space, and then they began to build his character week by week around that space. I don't know who Wardlow is. And I watch a hell of a lot of wrestling, as you know. And I don't know who that is. And and the danger of doing that is you're only going to appeal to a small demographic of fans. And if you want the more well-rounded, less indie hardcore fan, to watch AEW, you gotta really build guys. Like, I get a perfect example. It's it's obvious that um everybody in all elite wrestling they love Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. You know what they need to do with Darby Allen? They need to have Tony Schiavone sit down with him in a chair and talk to Darby Allen about Darby Allen because. Yeah, Darby Allen's kind of grown on me, but I still don't know who the hell he is. He he looks like a he looks like if you ever played Tony Hawk Pro Skater, he looks like a Tony Hawk. Like 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 create your own skater. That's what he looks like. He does. He definitely does. I but I don't that. know who he is. I don't know where he's from. I don't know. I don't know his dreams and his fears. I don't know anything about him because you haven't let me get to know him. But see. That works on the indies where everything is about getting known, getting your pop. So hopefully somebody from the performance center in Orlando can give you a phone call. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, they need to fix that. And then most importantly, the young bucks need new gear. It's not 2006. You guys are old and you're balding. And it's time to stop looking like the rockers and the Hardy boys had a child. 
They are old. They are. They're in their late thirties now. They're the, they're the new Hardys. No, they're the old Hardys with less hair. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> Dante, I, I think this has been one of our better. Podcasts. I agree. We kind of really shoot the breeze, man. Um, I I I think that we should do long form. You know, just kind of having. Uh, a template, but then just kind of just talking, man. Uh, as we had thoughts, man, that led to some really good conversations. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to say this before my man Dante takes us home. There's a lot of wrestling out there. Find you some wrestling and watch it. Please. Whether it's AEW, um, New Japan, NWA has some really good stuff out right now. I'm really enjoying NXT, their product. Raw was great this past Monday. I want to say that. Please check it out. If you haven't had a chance on the network, that's only $9.99. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, check out Survivor Series. Um, Great, great match. I mean, great, great on pay-per-view. Raw was great from top to bottom. And, and yeah, that's all I got, man. Check me out on... on, uh, Follow us on Previews and Pinfalls on Facebook and... um, be up to date, man, and, and yeah, it's a lot of wrestling going on, going on. Just pick something and enjoy it. I know you forgot, I but did. I did have an announcement to make to the Preachers and Pinfalls universe. You did, you did. What is the announcement? The announcement. Man, let me tell you all. Listen, family. Let me tell you guys. This, this guy here, he tells me I have an announcement, <laughs> and I'm like, "What is it?" He's like, "You gotta wait." Like I'm a regular audience. <laughs> That's man. right. I help. I help produce the because, show. So what is hey, the what is the announcement? I, I know how to pop the crowd, brother. So, What's the so, announcement, so, man? As you know, I am a contributor to SaturdayBlitz.com, and I am yeah. also the host of the Triple Option podcast. In approximately <laughs> one week, okay, I okay. will be a list writer for the WWE slash wrestling division of the sportster.com. Congratulations. So I'm going to be writing about pro wrestling. You are legit. And not listen, people, I just shoot the breeze here because I'm a fan. This guy's an actual journalist (laughs) for professional wrestling. He has become all of our greatest aspirations. You're Sam Roberts. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to be Dave Meltzer, my friend. Uh, nobody, oh, no, no I, like I, 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 I am, I am I, here for Dave Meltzer. Why, he. why does Bruce Pitchard hate Dave because, Meltzer? Because, because Dave Meltzer, which it, some, of it, some of it's a work, but some of it is he's a guy that talks like he knows a lot about the business and he's never worked in the business. Yeah, yeah, he's just found a few guys on the inside, and and because you know Vince knows that there's no such thing as bad news, he'll leak he'll yeah. leak some things to Meltzer. Yeah, gotcha. So, well, congratulations, thank man! Thank congratulations, you. and you. I feel like we should we should start paying you for this podcast. <laughs> man. When, when when we when we're up to a thousand listeners, then I'll get then I'll charge you. Oh, there we go. So. Tell people where they can find us. Well, you can you can of course find us on the Preachers and Pinfalls Facebook page. Um, I can tell you specifically this week, since I am on vacation from my regular nine to five. Um, there are going to be some old school matches, probably of the day. I'll I I I mentioned some Ring of Honor stuff. I want to put some Ring of Honor stuff on the 
Preachers and Pinfalls Facebook page. Um, Go for it, man. Because if you if you didn't know, I would I would gather off the top of my head at least forty percent of the active WWE roster are Ring of Honor alums. Uh, Ring of Honor has 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 developed a lot of talent that's currently working in WWE. I would say fifty. Uh, it, it it may be it may be. Um, I'm watching Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. Um, Ke- Kevin Owens, a a long a, one of the, one of the foundational talents in Ring of Honor. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at Pastor DDP. So uh, please do. And um, if all minds are clear, shout out to Hall of Famer Special Delivery Jones. That's the benediction. Thank <laughs> you.